Let's see. What's up, my fellow Narnomies? Welcome to the Narnomi MTV podcast. I'm your host, as always, Josh, and we have our co-host, Josie, on as well. And we have a special guest, a truly special guest this time, someone that's not a part of our like daily riding with crew, and a true guest uh, who I'm really excited about. We actually just went for a ride beforehand, which was a good time, and want to introduce uh, Mr. Blair of Jared's Place. What's up, y'all? Hey. So uh, he uh, works at Jared's Place, and he's part of the podcast, The Boys of Jared's Place, and it's super exciting to have him here for a multitude of reasons that we'll get into. Um, one is the fact that him and Josie actually uh, go way back, and I'll let them tell that story here in a bit, but also just uh, one of the fastest uh, growing bike parks in the southeast, and Blair is a part of that crew, um, has been there pretty much, I think, since the beginning, so we'll have him talk about that story as well. Um, so before, we're going to kind of switch things up instead of going through our usual routine. We're going to just start right off with, with Blair, so good ride today, huh? It was good. I've been, we talked about it, I've been lazy about riding anywhere besides Jared's place. Really bad about well, it. I mean, it's hard. Being that you work there. It's kind of- <laughs> I haven't, even out there, and we talked about it on our podcast a lot recently, like, we don't even ride that much anymore being out there. And we talked about the the aspect of it today. It was just like, you're in it so deep. There's days you're like, I'll just wait till I can get shuttle laps and not push it. And then you end up like just being a bum and just waiting and then just waiting till you can get easy laps and everything like that. But I've been resurfacing into actually pedaling some. So, yeah, it was nice to ride Big Creek. It was a lot more fun than Soap Creek. Um, I don't know. I have a lot of days at Big Creek back when I used to live in the area. So it's got some memories for me. Yeah, we did the downhill side, did a lot of fun laps. And uh, I was just saying before that I ride out there all the time, and I thought I've ridden everything. And Blair shows me a new line that I didn't even realize off of uh, Lunch Line. That was really cool and made it a lot more fun. So, yeah, there's so many different ways you can piecemeal stuff out there and just. Well, you ride out there and you haven't seen that. You just need to be riding with your eyes open a little bit more. Yeah, I guess I'm so laser (laughs) focused. How many laps do you have on that and you haven't ever seen that line up there? Yeah, I'm godly amount and I'm just like so laser focused. I just don't look to the right, I guess. I don't know, but it's crazy. Um, So, yeah, tell us, tell us. um, Well, I guess before we get started with that. Josiah, you should probably, we should probably talk about how this connection happened. Um, I think it started with Jared's. I was geeking out because I was like, oh, there's this new bike park. And Josiah rolls his eyes like he usually does. And he's like, well, whatever, Josh. Another, it's too far away. Yeah. <laughs> it's not close. It's not the closest thing ever. And he's like, dude, whatever. Yeah, bike park sounds cool. I don't know. And so I'm like, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to check it out. It's going to be awesome. So Josiah then decides to start doing some research and looking at it. And you pull up a video or something. No, it was you sent me because you were spamming me with a bunch of information about Jared's <laughs> place, like text, email, Twitter, everything. I was getting messages from Josh about this new bike park. And so finally, after like the 50th spam message from Josh, I watched the video and I see Blair in it and I'm like, I went to high school with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> what is he doing in that video? And I was like, make sure when you go, if, when you go up there, make sure you 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 make the connection. And I think you did. Uh, yeah. He was working. Yeah, yeah. You were working the day that uh, you went up there. Basically, work every day that most people are out there. I'm like, 
weekend work, some Thursday through Sunday. So yeah, most shuttle days I'm out there working, which is unfortunate for trying to ride like weekends with people, but it's fine because you're always a part of it all and everything. But yeah, that video was wild. My beard was probably bigger than yours then. That yeah. was after a rough you did, winter. Yeah. It was yeah. more, that was like Blair was <laughs> through it the past 10 years. And I, and I haven't talked for listeners. I haven't talked to Blair probably for oh, yeah. 10 plus years. Maybe a couple random times, like a couple random social media interactions. But um, so it's really cool to be sitting here today. It's cool that mountain, mountain biking, again, like Josh and I have talked about, it just has a way of bringing people together. But did, did either of you bike in high school together or no? Like, you didn't even, did you even bike? I biked I, some in high school. So I same. Like yeah. it was very minimal. I kind of told you uh, about my brother-in-law, how we used to go ride at like construction sites. Yeah. Like that, that's what I thought mountain biking was. And it wasn't anything that I knew any of my friends that I, you know, the circles I ran in really did. In fact, Blair, I remember, and I could be not remember, right? Cause this is, I don't know, you know, 15 plus years ago or whatever. I remember you more of like, I didn't know you were into like, I want to say like either skateboarding or roll or, 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 or like, what do you, what do you call it? Rollerblading? Aggressive, uh, aggressive, yeah. rollerblading. aggressive rollerblading. <laughs> yeah. Hockey, I played hockey yeah, all yeah, through yeah, high school. Hockey yeah. Yeah, yeah. I played hockey through high school. I mountain bike some, I guess I mountain bike with my brother last same thing. No one in Jay mountain biked. Oh right? yeah, Jay loves So I ride yeah. with Jay. Jay and his dad are actually were serious mountain bikers. He's a big rock climber too, right? Yeah. Um, he is now. I think he still is. I haven't seen him a bit. He lives out in Salt Lake City now. I didn't know that about um, Jay, but it makes sense that he would be like I could see him being a mountain biker. Yeah. Um, but him and his, his dad was a ripper too. But and Lilbert actually had decent mountain bike for the day. I mean, my brother would go out and ride the Yellow River Trails. Juhan, baby. Uh, yeah. yeah. So like, it wasn't that bad for the time. I don't know. Like, it's grown. It was, but that was over there in the Gwinnett area, the Yellow River Trails. So I rode that some. But yeah, hockey was high school and then college. And then after climbing, I was really into climbing. And then like mountain biking came after that. So like, so it was really like, after waves college? Of mountain biking, really. Yeah. Yeah. But in high school, like, we yeah. hung out. We didn't even connect the dots. Yeah. Ever. Around, around mountain biking. Huh. And then you, so after college, you said you started getting more into mountain biking. And what was the bug? What 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 hooked you? When was that? Um, I don't know. I just, I got out, out of climbing a little bit less. Mountain biking kind of took over. I guess I've always been, granted, based off of where I am now, I always savagely pursue my hobbies, I guess. So climbing became my obsession for a while when I got into it. Um, and then like, it gets stressful. Climbing is a different energy in that. Like you have to stay on it a lot differently than mountain biking, mm-hmm. especially when you're trying to climb at least semi-decent high levels. It's just weird, especially when you're up on the wall and you got like a fall factor that comes into play and you didn't do enough training. Whereas like biking, I think you can manage your speed and your output a lot differently based off of where and how you're like performing, I guess. Mm-hmm. So like as still liking to be outside and still liking the access to everything, biking's the next progression where it's Hiking's fun, but biking will take you there a lot more, like a lot faster and in a lot more fun manner. So it's just like fell into biking because it still gets you the same places. Yeah. And we were talking about your like transition because the other cool part is that so Josiah and I are in the tech tech world uh, for our day jobs. And uh, Blair comes from that background as well, being in tech and startups. And and then you kind of transition into <laughs> bike parks, which is kind of an interesting, tell yeah. us a little bit about that, how that all played well, out we'll and say, how you met Jared and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, we'll say Josiah said, man, it looked like you had a rough cut, like 10 years. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, it was start there. Yeah, it didn't really, that was a rough year. And that's not like it was a rough year, but that was a year of people don't recognize or realize, I guess, and we haven't talked about it a lot on our podcast, but like 
prior to opening, like basically prior to a month of before, before opening or race weekend, like building didn't exist, which means bathrooms didn't exist, showers didn't exist, internet didn't exist, power didn't exist. So that was at the like end the video recorder right before we opened up basically like nine months of living out of a van. Just mountain, just being a pure mountain like, man. Like, <laughs> working with six other people that you saw every day, like not shaving your beard, like just working the mountain all winter. So that was that, which is just like literally just a rough, not rough, a good way, like a good rough, but a rough year. But I guess my transition, not even a transition it is, but it was very intentful. I, like I said, I pursue my hobbies like probably more savagely than I should, but there was a point where I was just in corporate life and I was a, I'm done with this. And I continually set my goal on quitting, going on a road trip and being more involved in the hobby, I guess, seeing what that life was like, be it being going working for Fox as like customer support, but like low level, but trying to find a job where there's like a clock in clock out because like having that flexibility, I've always had higher level IT jobs where you're on the clock 24 seven, which is nice because you can get off the clock a lot too. If there's not an emergency going on, like kind of how would you do it? Mm-hmm. But I was like, man, I just want like, a, I want to quit my job. I want to go on a road trip and I want a basic in industry job. That's like, when I'm off, I'm off. Then like, I went from that and I was coming back from my road trip and Josh posted like the job. I was like, well, I guess I could go work at a bike park and dig trails and then in there ever since so you just straight up applied and oh yeah you were just like hey man i mean i'd gone out and volunteered like before i went on my road trip like summertime before that i'd volunteer like two or three times gone out and like hung out with them and i knew josh prior and everything but yeah i told him like he knew i was going on the road trip i went out on the road trip and uh when uh like i was coming back i was like i wonder what's going on and before i even like reached out they had posted the job post and i like immediately replied i was like yo dude i'm into this how did you how did you know josh prior uh, we were talking about that today a little bit. I met him probably, I guess, at this point, like four years ago on a trip to Canuga. Maybe oh, three years ago. Canuga, yeah. Yeah. Besides like being out there. Yeah. yeah. Canuga's fun. It was like when they had just opened. Like I was going out there with my riding group, which is the small world, like, you know, like mountain biking bringing us together. But I was out there with a couple guys I knew who were riding, and they had a couple guys they were meeting out there, which happened to be like Josh and a couple of the free flight boys and all that. We had like a big old group and that was like my first time really like meeting josh okay cool. and then we just started like riding after that and then progress and here we are and it worked out because like we were talking about you with your tech background can help them out with a lot of stuff that maybe is not their forte where they're more in the operations the trail building the bikes all that stuff you can yeah. kind of like help with all yeah. the other I, stuff i love that story going from tech to give me a shovel <laughs> well so we talk I'm about it all go, the time oh, yeah, we, joke, we joke about it all the time we're like what are, what are we doing I, here like it was hard i get crap now because i don't do trail work at all i mean it's just where i progress and i'm okay with it yeah, but you did i mean you invested but, like you said nine months but on it was mountain. one of those things like you want to see what happened you like want to see what you, what like happens when you put yourself in a scenario like that i mean there was it's a, it was a cold winter we have um over like i guess we'll probably do a deeper dive on our podcast because we've talked recently about like kind of digging into how we all ended up there because me, Drew, and Will all just have each individually unique stories of how we ended out there. But um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it was good. It was a hard winter. It was a cold winter last year. You learn a lot. But it also like put you in your place a little bit too. It was one of those things where it's yeah. see if you can do it. Yeah, there's something. There's something good. Like I, I was talking to another group of friends. It's like I think it's just good for people to have like it, like one year or one week a year. Like you just need to do manual labor. 
mm-hmm. like just to like check yourself and, and realize like, Hey, it's not all about the corporate. Like there's a lot of people that work day in and day out, like blue collar manual labor. And it's actually really good for you. Yeah. And I think it gives you different perspectives for what you do in, in your day job. But that's cool. It was it's cool. There's times where, I mean, you're like standing up there, it's cold and like you still do it sometimes, but it's cold. It's a nasty day. And then you're like, you look up and you're like, looking over the entire valley, like clouds just sitting down low and you're like, yeah, it's not that bad. Like not looking at it through a window or anything, you're standing up in and you're like, yeah, it's pretty nice. Well, and I can't imagine. So you guys are like coming up or you had your like two year from when it yeah. cut ground anniversary. And uh, I wasn't I, there from the two years too. So I was only there, I guess, past year and a half, year, almost three quarters, I guess. So but, not quite, but yeah, almost. They're at like, it was five months when I started there. They had mostly air supply and working on a couple of like, mostly double wide too but yeah so they had essentially like two two ish trails but other than that it's pretty raw mm-hmm. and um yeah i mean i just uh i can't imagine like just seeing all that and on top of all that it's not only that but you're living in a van mm-hmm. not down by a river but you're living in a van and you're uh no cell service like it's super rural there limited R- i mean if you come out to the park you know we'll tell you, you can, that's rock up there in the corner you might get a bar or two and it's gotten better over the, the past year and a half it's funny it goes from like a bar to maybe two bars yeah but yeah it's pretty it was pretty limited yeah and you're just kind of like out there with a bunch of dudes just grinding yeah do you get like triggered when you walk into a place like this back into a corporate <laughs> office no, like, oh, God. i've slowly been reintroducing myself into society recently now like, <laughs> like I, I just started running a place in marietta um and i mean we were always going into town it's not like we're out there all the time but um no this doesn't bother me but it's definitely like i'm on a much different pace of life these days i can say oh, that sure. oh yeah well, and that's part of the thing that I'm curious about because it's funny. I was telling Blair before when we were riding, like I've done the whole like passion thing where I was like, you know, worked on a fishing boat, was a hunting guide, like did like my job was something fun and it was great for the first few months, but then it turned into work and I ended up not doing it as much as I would have if I had a regular job and did it for fun. And I was curious like, does that ever go through your head as far as like, you know, okay, now I'm doing the in quotes dream job that everyone wants, you know, living the good life. But am I really doing the stuff that's the fun part? Or is it the stuff that I w- wish I wasn't doing kind of thing? Because that's the thing that Josiah and I battle all the time is like, man, wouldn't it be cool to like quit our corporate jobs and go into something fun, but then would it be fun anymore? You know, that kind of thing. I guess it depends on how you manage it. Uh, we talk, I definitely ride a lot less now than I did previously, but I think I'm okay with that. I used to, I mean, I guess before the road trip and quitting and everything, I had two and a half, almost three years of just basically every weekend was riding, right? Like, I mean, that was my thing. So it was like work, ride, work, ride. Every weekend it was setting up to go on a trip to ride. I bought the van prior to all of that. So it was my weekend road trip machine. So it's like, I was already committed to riding all the time and I was doing that consistently. So like beach, sugar, uh, Pisca trips, like all the time, like ranger trails going around and like hitting every trail system I could like riding every time I could with like the boys who I was riding with then like match or and everything like that. So went on like a serious push of riding all the time, went on the road trip, rode a good bit on the road trip. And then I was like, by the time I got to Jared's place, like we rode a lot when we were building say once operations time started, we like, I, I rode less because I work when the shuttles are, 
And then to put like, I guess some of where my like not riding came from was mostly a little bit of chance, like taking a dog on like mm -hmm. a puppy when you have like lunch laps, so you got like an hour at lunch laps to go grab some shuttles and you're like, I need to take him for a walk also. But I guess the bigger conversation is for me, I don't miss it because I'm still a part of the scene and that's like part of what I wanted. So it's, I get to work on weekends when everyone's out, everyone's stoked. So even if I get one lunch lap, I could, oh, I could get three, but it's cool to just ride a shuttle with everyone, talk to everyone and listen to everyone and be stoked about like something that you're a major part of. Mm -hmm. So even just that, we're like, I'm not chasing like, okay, corporate world, or let me go ride my bike as hard as possible to relieve the stress of like corporate world. Like my day-to-day -day life is pretty simple overall. Like there's definitely times where shit happens at the park. Am I allowed to curse? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. Big cuss culture. But like, there's definitely stuff that happens at the park where it makes it stressful. But overall, like, that stress level is pretty low in terms of perspective. So it's not like I'm chasing a, I need to get rid of all this anxiety or anything. I like, used to come from like sitting at a desk nine to five and working and doing IT support and everything. So it's, when you do ride, you're like, oh, like, man, it's not great weather. Like, I'll wait till I can grab some shuttle laps and it's sunny. And it's like less stress around it because it's not like, I guess, that release as much anymore. And then for me, too, I guess, being a part of it all, it's you just get energy from people enjoying what you've done. And that's like being a part of the scene where it's um, enjoying it, but not directly like being a sick rider and shredding every single day that you possibly can. How is, um, <clears throat> I might be going off script here. So I might, Josh. You're all good, bro. Up. Do it. You do you. Van life. Every time I see a van and some guy or some girl living out of a van mountain biking, it seems like the coolest thing in the world. And the guys we go ride with, we're like, someone's got to buy one of these. And we always laugh. We're like, what the hell are we going to do with that? Like, we can't just leave our families and go <laughs> travel around the country and ride for a year. But I mean, is the, uh, you know, do I view that through? you know, rose, rose colored lenses. I mean, what's it, what's it like really living out of a van, well, doing I, a road trip? I can give you the split, the split, I guess, mix on it because mm -hmm. prior to the road trip, it was like my four day weekend mobile. So it's like, all right, I'm going to take all Friday. I can work remote on Friday, drive there like Thursday night and like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm in Pisgah and I'm working. What, what is the vehicle? Just so we know. It's just like a 2002 Sprinter. Sprinter van? Okay. Yeah. Like short wheelbase, 144 high, high roof. Okay. Um, call it the Blair stream, the Blair stream, the Blair stream. I yeah. love that. My uncle gave that one to me. I was like, I like that. But, um, so like for that, it's awesome because you can leave all of your gear in there, like your camping stuff. You can show up somewhere and you don't have to do the, like pack everything in it on Thursday, pack everything out on Sunday. Like when you get there, set up camp, you can show up, open your door and be ready to go. Yeah. You can show up, not even open your door, climb in the back, get in bed and sleep. Like don't have to do anything to set up. So like if it fits into your like budget, it's extremely nice for that. Even to the point where like you can load two, three bikes inside, keep them out of the weather, keep them out from being seen, still sleep in there, stand up fully and change. Like the comforts of that, like it's nice for weekend trips and everything. But it's like hard depending on what your style is to spend like what they're going for now, like a hundred plus K to use it for like four days here and there. Um, living wise, like it's sweet. The road trip was fun. You can just pick up and move your stuff and like move fast. Plus same thing, right? You're not constantly breaking up, setting down a tent or anything like that. So you can just move from campsite to campsite and be like, I want to ride there now and just drive to it. Uh, you can also just stop at any rest stop, climb in the back, take a nap and then get back on the road, which is keeps hotel costs down. Living in it, it gets small. 
I would say now after living in it for an extended period of time, it's like, it's a little tiny, but like that wasn't the initial goal of purchasing the one I have. I've just kind of dealt with living with it, but it's definitely like, you'll see a lot of van life channels on YouTube where like van life. And then a year and a half, two years later, like we got a house, like yeah. <laughs> it, it gets old, like it's fun, but it's managing that it's like, I don't know. My van style would be if I was doing another road trip, like van life, van life, van life, find a hotel, right? Like mix it up, get out of the van for a bit. And then like van life, van life, van life, like find somewhere to stay, like mixing it back and forth, like calculating it. But where'd you go on your road trip? Like, was it just U.S.? Like all U.S.? All U.S. I ended up all the way, like basically Pacific Northwest, like Rinalta Beach, which is like almost just south, like one of those Pacific Northwest beaches just south of the Canadian border. Like that was what the point on my road trip when I like zoomed out on the map on Google Maps and it was like the blue point. It's like almost the farthest northwest corner of the United wow. States. And then like like oh Georgia's way down there. And I was like, I'm really on the other side of the country right now. So you went all the way across and then did you like zigzag and go um, all I went all the way across, spent most of my time in like Colorado and Utah and then like Idaho, Boise, Idaho. I spent like a week out in Boise and then we went out to like Oregon um seattle washington spent like a, a week in oregon and then spent like four days out in like pacific northwest like washington like well out by the hua rainforest and like i think olympic national park that's out there on that island mm -hmm. uh went all the way around that and then like from there it was kind of went down to new mexico trying to chase and stay down below the snow at that point because i didn't take any of my ski or snow gear or anything it was like mainly that. mountain biking focus, mountain biking right? hiking like in zion we did like arches um, zion like a part of angels landing and all that stuff so we did a lot of hiking as well um, but it was just like exploring national parks that i wanted to see southern utah moab we did like a side-by-side -side rental with jordan my one of my riding buddies and like that was pretty awesome, but like a side by side rental in Moab for twenty four hours, just ripping a turbo side by side all over the place. That's was awesome. Was fun. Like I want to go back and mountain bike there, but that was a fun experience. But yeah, went all over. What was and your then, favorite? Uh, for what I did, probably Southern Utah, just because like it was a uniquely crazy experience. It was different. I mean, it does feel like Mars almost. Yeah. A lot of other, I guess, terrains I had seen or experienced a little bit, but like Southern Utah and like the variety of Southern Utah is pretty wild in terms of what exists down there. From a mountain biking perspective. Just in, you know, just, just in like a landscape perspective, like how fast it changes and like the layers of the rock and dirt and sand and stuff that you can see, it's, it feels like Mars almost down there. What was your favorite to ride? Cause you kind of have like- Favorite to ride was like- Like you have Southeast, you kind of have the desert. Like all desert the trails riding. that we did out there, the sickest ride I did, was just I didn't go hard trying to do every sick ride out there. It was probably Doctor Park out in Crested Butte, mm. which is a, like an extreme. Like it was a, a challenge to get up there. Just like if you don't have a four by four shuttle rig, like it's work to get up there. But it's like an extremely long downhill, and it is really, 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 really fun. Huh. Yeah, here, is that Montana, Colorado, Colorado? Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. yeah, I hear it's epic out there. So many people <clears> rave <throat> about that. Crested Butte's a nice little network of stuff out there. It's really good. It's cool. Um, all right. So to pivot back to Jared's, I have a couple uh, quick questions and things. Um, do you have like a particular funniest moment of Jared's? Like just something that happened that just cracked you up uh, uh, being out there in the early days or anything? And I understand you may have to filter some of this because you want to talk about stuff on your own podcast. But probably like, probably one of the, uh, the funny I, I had to stop. It, I just used to mess with people people didn't pay enough attention like we just don't have one porta potty there 
So Will used to go park his truck and leave it running because it was cold. So like you could, you know, get out of your truck warm, go hit the, the shitter really quick. And when it's cold, and then jump back in your truck. <laughs> Will, being a young little kid that he is, a little punk, had cut his exhaust off at that point. So he had cut his cat and, like, basically was just blowing, like, a downpipe right ahead of his cat. Uh-huh. So it was just a straight, like, rumble because that was the cool thing to do. So you couldn't hear anything. So <laughs> I just snuck around the porta potty, got into his car, and was just sat there. And he got, got out. Got out of the porta potty, opens his door, and I just grab his arm, and he like almost shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> he didn't hear me open the door, close the door, or anything like that. It's just like, and he's taller, so when he opens the door, his head's like right at door level, so you can't see in it. So I just, like, uh, he freaked out. That's great. What was your scariest moment at Jared's? Um, I haven't been really any that bad of incidents. A couple of times, with, like the Ranger. Uh, going down the up, like the downside on the upper mountain. Wow. That definitely like almost slid around the corner once. Like if, have you ever done the, we don't recommend going up the road instead of the climbed upper mountain. But if you've ever gone there, there's like a really steep switchback. Mm-hmm. Um, on the map, it looks really simple, but it's like a really, really steep switchback. And like basically coming down, we used to have really bald tires on the six by six Ranger. So it was like really, really loose rocks and coming down and it was just like slide and pumping the brakes. It just like slid it on all the, like the soft gravelly stuff. And then there's like a big turn and then a straight drop off. And I was like literally about to jump out of the Ranger and just send it off the hill. And oh, it like geez. grabbed and turned and I was like, Ooh, oh, all oh. right. We're going to keep this thing then. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was probably the scariest. Yeah. Outside of that, like, I don't know. I've ridden pretty chill out there. Like respect the fact that I don't have in health insurance. So like I'm, paid attention to that since like I started out there and I ride accordingly and I've yeah. learned over the years to ride within my skill level. So I haven't had that many scary like riding situations. Yeah. I had one, uh, it was, well, it scared me for a multitude of reasons, but I was out there and it was a day that was really quiet. I think it was a Thursday and, uh, I, what was I doing? Oh, I borrowed, I, I rented an e-bike and, um, Actually, I think it was a Monday. Trent and I went out there, and no one was out there. We rented e-bikes because we'd never done it before. Like, let's just try e-biking. It was a blast. But we had our bikes. I don't know why we brought them, I guess, just in case. Like, you guys didn't have any e-bikes, and and we would just pedal. And I left them in the front of the shop, and I come back to the front of the shop, and the police are there. And uh, uh, my bike is gone. And our both of our bikes are gone. And I see one of your shop guys, like, kind of hurt in the front. And I was like, what is going on? And apparently some guy, uh, redneck, down the road took his motorcycle and was, like, freewheeling all over the property. And one of the shop guys was trying to flag him down to get him to stop. And meanwhile, the shop guys were freaking out because they thought it was a distraction for people to come steal a bunch of bikes. So they put the bikes behind the shop. Which yeah. I thought my bikes were stolen, <laughs> and and uh, the dirt bike guy just did a power slide and threw a bunch of gravel and hit one of the shop guys, and it was just this whole fiat. They ended up catching them. Yeah, um, but that was crazy. Like, that was Chris. He got sprayed by that guy. What's funny is I can just imagine like when I talk about like crazy or scary stories, just like being out in the backwoods, you we've probably had, see so much stuff. We've had some weird interactions with the neighbors at first, not as much like that, but like at first people were kind of against us 
they thought we were going to be a moto park before we really started building, which is a whole different experience. And I can get that because it's much, much louder doing moto park. But like we've been trying to try to be really good to them. And most of them are pretty respectful. But yeah, that was a, a young kid just being stupid. What was funny is how he got caught is he did all that left. Josh went ahead and called the cops. Cops came. And when the cops were in there, he came back by and revved his engine in a car <laughs> and gave Josh the finger and Josh, I think he gave him the thing, but Josh goes, well, if you want to catch him, that's him right there. <laughs> and the cop's like, huh? He goes, that was the kid right there. And the cop's like, okay. Jumps in his car, pulls out, and follows him, and what, catches him down. What was his motive? Like? He's just was like, they, a lot of people, it's funny, but a lot of people come by. Most of them are a lot nicer. And they come by, and they're like, can we go hunting on the property? Um, we used to go hunting on the property with my uncle or my brother used to always come out here and bring me go hunting like a lot of the neighbors it used to be more open and a lot more friendly with that type of stuff so they use it to access the national forest on the back okay. and so like we've taken that away from people i guess so like uh, some people in the way they manage that like some people come by and ask well yeah we used to have some access but you know it's just who we knew but could we still access and we're like we can't we can't do that anymore yeah, other people, people out there riding bikes yeah, other, you know, yeah, yeah other people take it the wrong way and then start reacting like that and stuff like we used to have a full run of this property and then just do stupid stuff but that was like yeah that kid got caught and then i think uh called the cop or the cop called him pulled him back and then brought him to josh and was like you want to do anything josh was like no i want to talk to him so i talked to him and they figured it out made his dad come and pick him up talked to his dad did all that stuff but did the right thing yeah. in other words kind of thing but right was, by him. Uh, we get that sometimes all right so yeah so we left off at the uh the crazy uh backwoods stories yeah was there anything else from no. that no. there's times it's, it is quiet out there and there's times where you'll be out there by yourself because like depending on the schedule like a lot of times it'll be like a friday or saturday night where i'm the only employee out there and there's like a monday tuesday where like will's the only employee out there and then people come and go but there's times where you're the only employee out there and it's quiet and it's nice but if you're not careful and you get up in your head you're like what's going on yeah it's there? eerie <laughs> you hear weird noises and yeah. stuff <laughs> it's really easy to, if you don't but there's also times you're like, man, it is so nice and quiet. It's it's a peaceful place out there. What is uh, your favorite trail? If you had to pick one, it, Jared's. Oh, it's going to be basic, but right now it's simple green. It's just like, it's not hard. I'm a trail rider at the core. I love just like zooming through the trees at a decent pace and like trail features and like simple greens, like non-committal. You don't have to go up top and it's just like, it's a ripper of a trail, like, especially once you learn it and you can like, push through some stuff and everything you can have a lot of fun on simple green sounds that's like my kind of trail it such is. a basic answer because it's a green it's a lower mountain trail there's amazing trails out there like all the trails are good <laughs> i like them a lot but like it's just one that i vibe with really well lately no it's we, funny you I, say that because that's actually my i'm not just saying this it's my favorite too and i honestly it's not really a green i mean it's a green at jared's standards but if you compare it to like trails elsewhere it's it's pretty gnarly trail it's not a sorba green yeah it's not yeah. a sorba green yeah. that's right and it's it's so much fun just how you would love it i it's mean good. there's no like giant gaps or any commitment but it's like you can get some speed and carve around and yeah it's it's awesome after that then probably right now backwoods which you haven't ridden i don't no. know you've been back since it's open backwoods i don't know we had a great lap down at um sunday a couple guys were out riding like i used to ride with a lot and we were just all running really close and there's a couple of options where it's like flipping it, but everyone was just hooting and hollering. And like, that was, that was probably one of the better laps I've had recently. So out of the history I had with simple greens, still be my favorite, but backwoods is running really good right now. And it's, it's fun because of that, especially if you're ripping through with like a group of friends. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's the segue into Josiah. So part of this podcast is not just uh, having you on. Part of it is to convince Josiah and some of our other friends who don't do bike parks or really don't have much interest because they do like the more traditional big rides, you know, backwoods, trail riding. Um, uh, what would you say to someone like him to get him out? Hold on, let's, let's clear <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Not that I don't want to go. It's that I just haven't made time to go. Right. And I if you have the parks. time. I Canuga. I love Canuga. Yeah. Canuga was great. So if you love Canuga, imagine doing that but not having to pedal if you didn't want to. Have the shuttle? I would and love getting, it, yeah. like, Probably with, with the shuttle, slightly more elevation. With a slight pedal to the top, double the elevation. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. Similar trail systems, like I mean, we consider ourselves kind of like, I don't know, there's a lot of places you could be, but in terms of trails and experiences, like kind of between Canuga and Windrock, because we offer shuttles, but we're not as crazy as Windrock. Yeah. Canuga doesn't have any shuttles, but we're also e-bike friendly. You get an e-bike and you can Which, reach the climbs. Why does Canuga not have shuttles? Because they drive that truck up and down the road. Like, why don't they just throw bikes and let people ride in the trail? I think land access, I mean, they that's Camp Canuga, like the whole, like, um, I don't know what it is, but that's a whole uh, camp, like kid camp. Um, that's their land. So if you go around, there's like a whole like church set up, ministry set up, and everything like that. Oh, I didn't know. They leased that land from Camp Canuga, and they did ride Canuga. Uh, but that's like a whole camp. I randomly, when I went there first time, one of my brothers from Jesus, I went to that camp when I was a kid. <laughs> what started as like I think the stories out there was like they wanted to do some basic trails for the camp, and then some people like Nico and some people were like, well, you could also build trails and make money off of it. And then it turned into that, but they still, the land is canoes, and I don't think they wanted people driving, like, shuttle trucks up. It's like an insurance thing, or probably? It's just not what they want their land used for. It's not what they, like, agreed to. That's so bizarre to me. I mean, it's extra wear and tear. Like, we beat the hell out of our mountain. I mean, it's definitely extra dust in there, stuff like that. So, depending on the vibe you're trying to keep for your land and stuff, like, it's a much different vibe you're bringing when you're running shuttles. You think You would think having a shuttle brings more revenue. Yeah, people are more likely to but like they had well. they had people that were already riding cross country trails around there so they're different and they're like right by henderson they have a very big local like riding scene and like people will come okay. out there and use that as like pedal and get good trails on the way down like pedal up still it's not the worst but out there if you're in good shape it's not any worse than most of pisca yeah and you get well-maintained trails like right in your backyard yeah. so like they have a very friendly like monthly membership and regulars and stuff because of the scene that they have like so closely accessible so i need to make it up to jared's it's on a day. also why i mean valid to them it's also why they ride open ride rock creek right around the corner same people open ride rock creek because they wanted to offer shuttles oh and that's right next to canuga it's like probably not 20 far. minutes like not far it's like next ridge line over <laughs> basically but okay not to talk about them too much but that's like, yeah, <laughs> they, they wanted to offer shuttles couldn't okay. new park open so my whole thing with getting up to Jared's is, that, like, I don't think I would ever want to go to a bike park by myself. Yeah. I barely even ride my mountain bike by myself. I will. Like, I'll go ride real local trails by myself. But Jared's is, like, it's a full day. Oh, yeah. Half day at best, half day. Like, maybe you could squeeze it in in half day. And for me, like, he goes, but he goes during the week. And I can't go during the week because I got this place. And then on the weekend, that would be the only time I could do it. Yeah. And he can never go on the weekend. He can rarely go on the weekend. Well, and the weekends, it's crowded. So you. How you crowded know. do you guys get on the weekend? Uh, it depends. Uh, we've gotten better. We run three trucks if it gets too crowded. Just uh, goes back and forth. This past weekend, like Saturday, ended up being a little slower. Sunday, it was 
like 60 people. Um, but I mean, we talked about this on our podcast last week after the race, like we just manage it according to the crowd. So the race, we had four trucks running, moving 75 people. And we had a truck pulling into the shuttle loop every less than every five minutes. Is, so every 20 minutes we moved 75 people up the mountain. Is so. the job of running the truck, is that like a coveted job or is that a job that people are like, damn it, I have to drop the truck. Uh, <laughs> it just what kind of job is that? It just depends on your mood for the day. Like uh, when we have some people that are dedicated, that's their main shift is going to be shuttle driving. Like it goes back and forth. It's fun. You get to interact with customers a lot. Um, you also have to deal with stupid customers. Um, you have to deal with difficult customers that don't pay attention to you when you say low front to back or all of the stickers and stuff and like the fifth lap they're still doing it wrong and you're like we've talked about this like so you have to deal with that sometimes but like when the boys are out it's fun like i don't mind taking shuttle laps because you get it like every lap interact with people and talk to people and like oh how was that lap did you have fun what'd you like about it? it's like it's fun for me i mean i don't i prefer not to sit in the shuttle truck all day anymore but what's like the what's the primo job like if you're if you're working a saturday or a weekend like what's the one job on the mountain you want i don't know there's no primo job um i'm a floater at this point so it just depends i guess trail checks when you get to ride your bike okay makes sense that's yeah. a good one yeah get to get out there and pedal a i'm just making sure everything's okay yeah you know <laughs> public relations i guess when you get out Back there in a while <laughs> Yeah, you guys have a PR uh, a schedule. Hey, I'm running PR right now. It's yeah. just going to do laps. I mean, we talk about weekends. It's, uh, I mean, there's not bad jobs. They're not good jobs, but we work. We, we do short lunches. We work through it all just because, like, we try not to overstaff. We try not to, like, you know, run the budget like that. So it's we try to keep just who we need on there, which means like, you're either between a truck or the, the shop and like the shop will be slow sometimes, but there's actually a pretty consistent flow through there. And like, you're trying to deal with like three people checking in and someone's got a mechanical and you're the only person in the shop. It'll get busy sometimes. What are the hours? Our hours are shops nine to six right now. It'll change to nine to seven when this uh, time changes and shuttles run 10 to five. Every day? Or is uh, that just weekends? Sh shuttles are Thursday through Sunday, 10 to five. We're open to the rest of the other hours every day. And then you just pedal to the top. Mm -hmm or e-bike or anything like that. In your conversation of riding by yourself, it's interesting because we've had a lot of people and something you see more of being at a bike park. And I get that because I went to Windrock by myself the first time and it was slightly intimidating because Windrock's already intimidating. But like being there with no one and you're just like, let's go figure it out. It's definitely, it can be intimidating. We've had people come out recently and ride by themselves. And it's nice to see the fact that we actually have a really good community out there especially on Saturdays and Sundays, we have a lot of locals that are always out there, whether it's like the shred committee or some of the other groups that like have just become some of the regulars and they're very welcoming and be like, Oh, you like want to know any questions you want to ride with us. You want us to show you your trails. Like I'll constantly like, Hey, like if you're nervous or anything like that, like go talk to them. They can show you what's up. They got a wide range of riders. Like we have a very friendly locals community that comes out and like, I've definitely pointed people towards them a lot. And they're like, yeah, we'll show you where you want to go. And it's, it's honestly pretty good. It's just, Shuttles are pluses, right? Because you sit on the shuttle and you talk to people and they just communicate. Good networking out there, too. Yeah. Uh, that, hey, there's a lot of people that come out and ride and everything like that. You'd be surprised in the, like, the range of people, skills, ages, and like where they come from, of who we get out there. That's why I love mountain biking. It is crazy. The one thing you're missing, though, that uh, you need is uh, bike patrol. 
you need a guy like ski patrol with his red cross and like you know just gets to shred and be ems i know <laughs> on the mountain <laughs> that would be a nice little uh, gig as well you talked about how the shuttling is rough and that's one thing josiah and i've been talking about is just dude that well josiah hasn't been there but that trail up is steep and that thing those trucks get worked it's all relative I guess i mean it's steep um one we don't rent u-hauls we rent box trucks oh sorry 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 <laughs> we rent box trucks i don't know you all we have we don't use them anymore oh okay just straight box trucks uh which you know and i should make a disclaimer uh all of blair's comments on this podcast are of his and his alone not representing jared's place <laughs> but um, summer chicken supplies for your local retailer for details <laughs> it's i guess it's relative i mean you've been out there enough to see and we've gone through some of it and um one in terms of conversation we've had some shuttle truck issues and we've filled in some u-hauls but what people don't fully realize is those those aren't new trucks those are like 99 2000 like at 350s at 450s yeah. so like it's not like we bought those with zero miles on them and we're like oh we're having some issues or anything like that we bought them with most of them with 200,000 plus miles on them and ran them hard for eight months and then yeah. started seeing some issues so like there's a balance in perception on that right because like we blew the rear end out of the 450 got a nice window in the like the diff cover and everything like that and so it's like i can't believe it just blew out i was like it's 250,000 miles on this thing and just blow out right like came here with like 240,000, and all we've done is like chooched it up a hill yeah guy pulled it apart he goes it looked like it was never pulled apart ever in service we're like probably yeah <laughs> so it's like it's not like it just happened like i mean we definitely put some work in them but it's uh it's something i mean you're always battling it when rocks battled that they were using school buses which i'm into especially winter time but i mean they were having issues from day one so i mean they've been using u-hauls regularly it's uh uh or box trucks regularly but yeah i mean it's something you're fighting because if you want to give access to good stuff it's either you invest a lot and take up space with a really not steep land right but the less steep you go with the road the more space you're taking which mm -hmm. is trail space so mm -hmm. that's valuable and then like the more you pave it's just more money the less you pave it's more work on the truck so it's just like finding that fine balance but at what point do you decide to just do a flip like a legit lift um that would go to the top i guess but i don't know there's a, a whole expense with that as well in terms of installation and operations mm -hmm. right like there's a reason shuttle parks are becoming more and more regularly. If it's like, if the infrastructure doesn't exist already, then installing a lift is an expensive undertaking. Like you can find used lifts. I would assume you, it's still pretty affordable. And I've looked online before. You can find used lifts from old like ski parks and stuff like that. Yeah. But now you got to think about watch the installation process of getting those poles up there. They're almost like always hella dropped in, or you have to get massive crane machinery up there. So it's like, interesting too because i talked to jared about that and he said the biggest expense of skiless is the people yeah. because he said that you have to have a licensed operator on the site the whole time and they are really expensive yeah, yeah. so actually the biggest expense is not the actual equipment it's the and then the on, yeah, license operators and then the ongoing expense of repair and, and if you thinking about employees three employees i mean that's three trucks for us but you have to have a yeah like an engineer on site for maintenance types of purposes and then someone at the top and the bottom like you do at a ski resort typically with mountain biking stuff you've been to like beach they run two at the top because they're pulling the bikes on the chair in front of you and like holding them for you so that's four employees right there and one yeah. that was more expensive versus the running man, a shuttle truck. Behind it is yeah. So impossible. it's just, I guess, but it's, I mean, yeah, it's, 
you run the crowd with, but it's definitely less. I like, I like lifts. I ran a lot of lifts before they're fun vibes, but people think lifts mean no lines. And there's like lines when they're shuttles, but you can go to a bike park with lifts and wait in line for an hour. Mm -hmm. Like definitely have had that happen to me before. So like, there's still the struggle with lifts and everything as well. I don't know. The other fun thing that I say about shuttle trucks, we are just saying like lifts are cool. You can jump in line when you want, get to the top when you want and four people you can go ride. But like shuttle trucks, you can ride up with 20 of your friends. Yeah, like a massive group and hoot and holler and like yell at people on the trails. Like there's some uh, fun stuff around that as well, too, I guess. But And then on that note, it's my understanding, because one of the things is people always complain about having to go pedal up to the very top. Mm -hmm. But there's no way you guys will ever be able to shuttle people up there, right? Because you just take away too much trail. It's too steep of a grade, like all that kind of stuff. Um I probably I don't that's like a hard statement. There's ways you could you'd have to rework some of the trails, but like the plan is to find some automated way to get people up there. Like not to say this year or next year, but the long term plan is to find some automated way to get people up there. Like what that answer is, we don't know, but like the questions doesn't mean you can't figure something out. Yeah. I there's a lot of different talks of options, but it's like road it seems hard because if you looked at the road you're down to like rock at this point already and the left side of the rock is less steep and the right side of the rock is less steep and you're like bringing dirt down and underneath that dirt just straight bedrock at that point so it's like to get anything out you have to bring so much out of that side and you're basically at the top of the mountain and you like, don't have a lot to work with so yeah it's yeah. people don't recognize as well you've been to the upper mountain stuff oh like, yeah the trees are up there. So like the hardwoods are on the upper mountain. So like the mountain actually like progressively gets steeper as you go up, but you can see all the elevation on the lower mountain, the trees hide upper mountain, especially like summertime and everything. Mm -hmm. But like it just ramps up steeper as you get up to the top top before it peaks out. Yeah. Yeah. I love the upper, the upper is some of my favorite part. Cause I just love some of those steeper trails. Um, let's segue into bikes. So you, you just bought an e-bike you said? Submitted an order for an e-bike. Yeah. I had the conversation this morning. I was trying to get a bullet. What I thought was available wasn't available. So switched it over to a heckler. Joining the e-bikers. Yeah. It's uh, cutting the cord. I've lived out there for too long to not have it. Like, I, I started pedaling it recently because like, if I get an e-bike, I can't just not pedal before I get an e-bike. So I'm trying to whip myself back into shape. So I'm like at least validating it a little bit. And I still love my Yeti. Uh, but just being out there mostly, it's monday when the shuttle's not running i want to go rip five laps like you don't have to you can pedal five laps but you're just gonna be exhausted at the end of it where i can go pedal five laps in an hour have a great time have chance with me and then be back and like go on with my day instead of taking four hours yeah and i'm exhausted or whatever so like the benefit of that is just i got to the like, yeah i need one so are you anti e-bike for not anti-e-bike. My perspective on e-bikes is it's never, at least in my current life, it's never going to be my only bike. If an e-bike is the only bike in my fleet, I've done something wrong. Because like biking to me at the core is I like the challenge of getting out there and pushing yourself. Like getting lost out there and be like, man, am I going to make it back? And like that can still happen with an e-bike. But like I just, bikes at the core or something that I like not having like fully electronic and everything. But as I like live my life, I'm like, yeah, I can see with a place where you can get a lot more intense riding in a lot quicker with a lot less effort. Not that you can't get a workout in, but with a lot less energy wasted on the climbs. 
And the climbing is actually fun. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoy y'all's climbing trail on the e-bike. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun to this, do. The perspective. And I was exhausted after doing yeah. it. I was way more tired doing an e-bike at Jared's for a day than I was shuttling. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I was still hiking up to the top of the mountain with the shuttle, but it's just nonstop mm-hmm. pedaling. Mm-hmm. I mean, e-biking, you're just go, go, go. Mm-hmm. There's no downtime. Yeah. It was People don't understand with e-biking, it's as hard as you want to make it. You can leave it in level one and go up into a harder gear where it's still work on your legs. You're just going that much faster instead of leaving it in an easier gear and putting it in three and you're just like spinning away mindlessly. It's all about your mental approach to how you ride an e-bike, right? You can still get in that power zone and go. You're just going to be like going fast. We have. But uh, it's if you're able to mentally push. The, the Our little mountain bike brethren group, we, we love to dog e-bikes. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but I I know, and I'm not afraid to say this. If one of us had one, I'm pretty sure everyone would have one. Oh yeah. Like yeah. if one of us actually had like pulled the trigger and, and bought one, and then like slowly people ride it, I'm pretty sure everyone would would start buying. They're one. so much fun. It's very spoiled. In my opinion, still, it's not going to be my only bike in my fleet. That means I've gotten too far away from like the core biking for me. Like they still like to suffer fast a little bit, but. Yeah, and you so you have the Yeti for your regular bike, and yeah. you you've had Yetis for a while. You like Yeti, yeah, and you're not a, Yeti. and you're not a dentist. I know it's crazy. Why Yeti? Why uh, Yeti? I don't know. That's a weird story. Old family friend just had always been talking about Yetis from when I was like young. My uh, my family friend Greg Farr, and he got like a super nice new Yeti at one point when I was like younger. I was like, that's so sweet, and I just got me hooked for some reason. And he just like loved it. Always talking about the company and everything like that, and just. From hearing about her so much, like when they started dropping stuff, when I was about to buy bikes, I was like, yeah, dude, the Yetis are awesome. They're definitely expensive. I mean, but a, a lot of bikes are expensive. Everyone thinks Yetis are dentist bikes. You can go spend just as much on Santa Cruz, on Specialized, on everything. For sure. So. Santa Cruz, baby. Ride or die. That's, that's the size bike. That's, that's right. That's what my e-bike is. It just because, like, I got a good deal on it. But oh, yeah. I, I'm less specific on, like, my guest bikes like that, I guess. But... The Yeti was a very specific purchase. It was like, yeah, dream build. So yeah, yeah. Well, I have to plug a couple things. Things that I want uh, Jared's to do. So one is. Um, I hope you have your notebook out. Yeah, I hope you, I hope you're taking notes and report this back to the guys I'll listen later. Yeah, we'll listen. And I'm we'll sure listen together. I'm sure you've heard this before. Y'all need y'all need some 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 speakers some boombox action on, on the, the shuttle show. and at the like at the shot uh, like everywhere like you need it like at the the base where people are hanging out waiting on shuttles on the shuttle like get some vibes going so then who's gonna be in control of the music like right that shit it, it alters with the shift person <laughs> that's so that's it's that's like that's the best job that's <laughs> the best job you're DJ you, you get to not only do this job but you're also dj for that area and you put it on your Pandora channel or Spotify or whatever you like. And yeah, one day it'll Pandora. probably be EDM. I, I use Pandora. I'm old school. Pandora's um, still a thing. Yeah, it is. Really? It's still a thing. I use it. I like it. I still like it. I'm Shout sorry. Pandora. Uh, hey, sponsor us. Um, but yeah, like, you know, one day you'll have country. One day you'll have EDM. One day you'll have rock. You know, I think that'd be great. But yeah, there will be some definite arguments. Over oh, yeah. Okay. The, the opinions on that. And then you're always... Uh, was it ostracizing like the people that don't like it? But I don't know. I think it has a good vibe to it. I know uh, Ride Beham. You know they're pretty backwoods. They're they're blaring uh, some some good old country out there. Um, I, I like country currently. We talked about it on ours recently. But, like outlaw, you know, like old school country. I like it all right uh, now. I don't care. Yeah, like mostly older stuff. But I don't know. 
country hits right now just because of the, the life I'm living. Like, yeah. And you're yeah, out there dude. sometimes. You know, <laughs> I love it. You're like, yeah, it's unfortunate how much that clicks with me right now. <laughs> the other is uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah. Wi-Fi would be huge. Would you be willing to pay for it? I think you just wrap it into the co- – I would pay – I didn't ask your opinion on how you want it done. If you're out there and you needed to handle some business, would you be willing to pay for it? Yeah, I was saying I would put the added costs into my pass and I would pay more for my pass in order to have Wi-Fi, mainly so I could do emails and work <laughs> while I'm at Jared's place, but also, you know, be able to access people. I like don't an add-on fee or something. Yeah, like, like an yeah. add-on fee. Here's your here's your add-on fee and here's the pass code. Well, the other the option day. is because they do payment gateways where I can Delta, right? Similar to that, where if you want to pay $6 for an hour or something like that, mm-hmm. there's like commercial versions you can do in shops for that. We talked about it, but oh, interesting. there's an expense to it, right? Yeah. Like the internet for us isn't cheap and it is not fast. So as soon as you throw four people trying to like do Skype calls and you're like, yeah, there's no more bandwidth. Clock yeah. all up now. Uh, it is a struggle. Yeah. I just know a lot of guys that would, you know, in our remote world would work from Jared's oh, on Thursday, yeah. Friday. We get, if there was more Wi-Fi or better service. We get a lot of questions on it. Uh, yeah. We definitely know that. It's it's something we've talked a lot about, but it's, I mean, we have two satellites out there, just one that's backup for the other one. And like, even with both of those running, with like the, the two networks joined together, it's barely stream stuff. Yeah. Like you're there trying to stream Supercross out there and it's skipping like every minute. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you have to get multiple Starlinks, pin all those together to provide anything. It's like somewhat usable for like three to four people to be able to work remotely in terms of true, I guess, big deliverables and stuff mm-hmm. where you could actually provide some service. But as part of being out there, I guess. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, it's yeah. part of the appeal too is that people go there to get away and all that stuff. And I get all I that. I hate that appeal. Like, I, I really do because I used to go to Mulberry and that's they're like, well, you know, we don't have internet, but you just got to disconnect sometimes. I'm like, yeah, but like, I can disconnect longer if I can connect shorter. <laughs> really like, if I can connect for an hour, then I could be here two days longer. Right. It's a great point. Like, I'll spend more money with you. Yeah. yeah. And it is. It's a, that's There's a balance in there, right? Because disconnecting at this point in life i think is a personal choice like, no it's true yeah like, like, well, you need to disconnect i'm like no i need internet i well, can disconnect when i need to disconnect i can manage that especially like, if your location is close to civilization yeah like if i can get to you within 45 minutes or an hour like i should probably be yeah. able to connect now if you're out in the middle of moab yeah like yeah okay i'll buy that because i'm probably out there yeah. to disconnect like I'm, I'm expecting to i can't go do that in the, in to be fair for our mountain which you know if you have any decent care not on t-mobile or something like that if you're on at&t or verizon you get full bars at the shuttle drop yeah we had an employee during this uh last winter that he had t-mobile and we we used this little literal struggle we had to go leave our phone at the shuttle drops during like lunch because that's where you get service to download netflix and stuff yeah, you just oh, leave your phone up there to get your Netflix episodes downloaded and then bring and like, it down. <laughs> and then bring it down at the end of the day. Well, he had T-Mobile, and the only spot he got service good enough to do anything like that was up on the top side on the back overlook. Uh-huh. So if he wanted service, he'd always have to hike to the top of the mountain. Like oh, we were like, we're not going up there to work today. He's like, could someone just drive me up there on the quad? We're like, no, we need it. He's like, I don't want to walk. We're like, you need Netflix, you got to hike it. He's like, ah. the only place he got service. That's wild. Well, so. 
when you guys, I know you guys are building more trails and you guys have different phases and plans and all this stuff. Does, do the trails, are they all going to be on that same side or do you get, will you guys build stuff on the other side of the mountain or do they, will they go in different directions or do they all be on that like main face? They'll be on that main face. Um, the backside's all Chattahoochee National Forest. So like if we had to do yeah. anything back there, it'd be cross country and we'd have to work with them for permission and everything. That's right. I forgot. Now that we haven't had like thoughts of doing that, it would be cool to go back there. But yeah, it wouldn't be like machines probably wouldn't be back there just from working with them. I'd be more cross country focused and everything if we did that. Um, I mean, the new one would be phase two, uh, which is kind of happening over on the side behind the building. Okay. Uh, which like the My Little Pony is going on over there. And then eventually when we get past that, we'll do some actual trails over there. But in terms of the mountain, that's kind of taking advantage of like that side. But that's kind of the end of our mountain over there. So most of it will be building out in that core section that we're already Will they all be out. accessed? The ones you're building behind the shop, will they all be accessed from the shuttle drop? Or will you have it has to its to... own pedal up on the side. Oh, okay. Um, and then eventually, I think they may have, or next week, they're going to flag a trail. Like if it's connecting from somewhere over on like the local pro side to going down over to that area. So you could do it. Oh, cool. The newest update, which is not this probably two weeks, three weeks, Armucci Express this is the new green. That's a better way back to the parking lot. That dumps out right where the trail to the shuttle starts mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. uh, right to the right of that is where Armucci comes out, which means okay. like from shuttle drop, you can rip that all the way to there. And then it's gravel road down and around here at the parking lot. Instead of having to pedal the way back on the other trail. Yeah, that's the funniest thing to watch. So newbies, when they come to Jared's, they just think like, they like they check out the shop and then they just stand there yeah and because they see like in the morning you'll see the shuttle trucks warming up and they'll be like i'll be like hey you know you have to go and they're like what do you mean no i'm waiting for the shuttle and i'm like you don't wait here you got to go bike over there and they're like what and so i like i show them where to go yeah. and and that's a lot of people don't realize like you have to bike like I don't know what is it a half mile or something to get to the where the shuttle picks you up you're not just mm. you don't just get there and go like yeah. you actually have to take a, a a trail and yeah. bike on a trail to get to the shuttles a totally different spot than the shop. Perfect. You can get your cross country warm up in. Yes. You get your yeah. pedals. I mean, how far is how far? It's like half a mile. Like yeah. Only half of that's uphill. The rest is all downhill, but it's nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is an interesting perspective because when you don't ride bike park a lot and Jordan Edwards is this way is it's weird. If you do mostly trail riding, going from a quick little pedal downhill, get on the shuttle, simple green down. Yeah. When you're used to getting some trail pedaling in, getting your legs going, like getting kind of in the zone a little bit, that's something that some people do struggle with is like, I think I want to pedal up the hill just to get warmed up because it's weird mentally to just jump right into a downhill trail. Yeah. Like I'm that used to it at this point, yeah. but when you're mostly trail riding, it's a weird experience the first time you do it. That's why I personally think it's good that you have people bike even though it may not be intentional, it's just the way you work the land, but you have to bike to the shuttle because you do get that warm up and you so, kind of get your, I mean, it would suck with a downhill bike, but you get at least the the warm up of it. And you're not just like going right into, I just got out of my car. I'm now sitting again and now I'm getting on a bike and yeah, going downhill. It's a little know? bit of a quick check in and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, that's sweet. All right. So we, uh, we covered most of my list of questions. Josiah, what do you what do you have for for old, your old pal Blair from high school? It can be anything. Anything. I feel like we're caught up on a bunch. Yeah, it's good to hear. Good, good to hear. It's always fun to hear people from the past a little bit about their story where they're at. Because I, I I will sometimes find myself like daydreaming. Obviously, I still live in the area. I live now. Now I'm I'm in the you know Johns Creek Peachtree Corners area. You know, we grew up 
40 minutes south of here. Sometimes I, I'll see people. There's actually, there's someone that moved into my neighborhood. Really? That we went to high school with. Um, and it's just so funny to me how small the world is. I'm like, dude, we used to like pass each other in the halls every yeah. day. And now we're, we have families, we're living in this neighborhood. Like, it's so bizarre. That'll take me down to bunny trails to think the random people I used to interact with on a daily basis like you that I don't talk to anymore. Like, but they're all doing probably cool, really cool, badass things. So it's super fun to hear your story and yeah. kind of where you're at these days. What is, uh, what are your, what's the future plans uh, for Blair personally or for Jared's? Like, wh- this is your opportunity to plug whatever you want as far as like, you know, the summer, things to look forward to, trips, you know, future stuff of Jared's. I'm looking forward to spring, which I think we're having fall spring right now. We got, yeah. I mean, you should come out if the weather's nice, but we had trees blooming. You see it around here. Like it's, I think that's fall, spring, but I'm waiting for spring, warm weather, and the e-bike to come in, plus time change means lighter afternoons. Yeah. So getting back into, like, the consistency of riding, which summertime is going to be good. And I don't know. We got a – from the race and from, like, with the way our community is going, like, the podcast is going really good, and we got a really, like, fun group of people that come out regularly. So I'm excited for just, like, kind of being able to enjoy being open and, like, hopefully with the staff we have, like – Last summer when we opened, we were much, much more short-staffed. Like, I ran the shuttle trucks almost, like, every day, if mm-hmm. not, like, the full days and stuff like that. Now, you know, we got Jason, Neil, and all that. So, like, I'm enjoying, like, a spring where I can kind of chill a little bit more and get out there and rip with the boys a little bit more. Enjoy the fruits of your labor a kind little of thing. Bit, yeah, I think that's going to be fun. Um, in terms of what's coming up, I mean, we got a lot of trails getting built now. When we get into, like, summertime, we build a lot less. Air supply is going to get resurfaced and reopened soon. So I know a lot of people are pumped on that. It's not something I ride, not something you'll ride. It's big jumps. By the name of it, yeah. Sounds yeah. Like I probably wouldn't, uh, wouldn't <laughs> call, dance with that. Call your lawyer up before you go through there. you got a lot of cases <laughs> coming your way. But that's how I feel. But um, but that's about to get resurfaced. I know a lot of people are pumped on that. I don't know. It's interesting. I would still say go through it. It's weird because like air supply stuff, but you've gone through it. Yeah. It's cool to ride through it even when you're not sending anything. Uh, just because so you can roll it yeah you can roll everything like everything has a roller go around or whatever pay attention to signs so you don't die on the drop yeah i almost i wasn't paying attention to, to his point i don't look when i ride and i uh didn't see a sign that said drop and i did it it's just because um, you're sending it man. You're so fast. <laughs> we you talked about that today and like when that happened i remember he specifically told me he's like i don't think there's a drop sign i was like god i hope there is there's supposed to be and i the next day i hiked up there and i was like no there's a drop sign <laughs> <laughs> definitely there yeah no like i mean way. you'd be surprised like i think that's what goes through people's heads is when the bike park is like they see the videos of the jumps and they're just like i can't do that and you know it's funny blair and i rode today and blair's like i'm not a big jumper like you don't like have to you know, be able to do all this stuff. You still have a blast. I mean, pretty much everything at Jared's is rollable. If you pay attention to all the signs and if you, um, you don't have to hit all the features, you can pretty much do everything there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not like any mandatory, like, Oh, I'm going off a cliff Red Bull rampage style, mm-hmm. you know? So I, so I have a question then. How would I, how would I ride with Blair at Jared's? If, I mean, you, if you were, if you came if you by, I would, there. if you came by, I would clock right out and say, let's go fucking ride. <laughs> you do that? Like if I showed up like on a, Let's say I did take a day off to go ride on like a Friday. Would you be able, like if I showed up, obviously with heads up, with a heads up, you'd yeah. be able to block out and we could yeah. do some laps. Oh yeah. I always get, I could always get lunch laps in. If like someone like you was there, like I could definitely clock out and get laps in. That would be, that would be fun to go up there and have you. Yeah. We, um, knowing, especially that yeah. I'm not a guy that wants to. We're working on doing like <laughs> getting back into like doing like 
guided tours, not necessarily lessons right now, but like guided tours and stuff like that. But um, I would probably end up being a part of that for like lower to mid levels. Like I'm not going to show you how to send air supply, but like, yeah, if you came out, I'd just clock out and I would just go rip laps with y'all. I think if I, I think if I went up there, I'd probably get an e-bike. I don't think I should bring my bike up there. What do you think? Well, your bike is a 120 travel bike, so yeah. it probably wouldn't be that fun. You I mean, but they ride it there. Like, so the thing is, you can ride there. We have people that ride hardtails out there. It's, I mean, it, it depends on how much you want to beat yourself and your bike up. I've seen a guy go I out there say, with a Walmart bike. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> why I always say exact ring rides a hardtail, and we'll send the 50 footer to fly. I mean, my back hurts a little bit. Like, yeah, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> like, constantly, but, but, yeah, I mean, not even saying it would be like, I would just bring a longer travel bike just to enjoy it a little bit. They rent them now. Not not just e-bikes, but yeah. also regular We're pedal about, bikes. Yeah, uh, full so suspension. We, on, so we have three bikes for rent. Now we have Mega Towers and Nomads for rent as well. So, oh, sweet. So you can get on Santa Cruz and you can get on a long travel Santa Cruz too. Do y'all sell, um, <clears throat> do you have like a little... Uh, What's what's the word I'm looking for? No, like snack bar, drinks, or anything. We got little like snacks. We keep like a fridge. Like I mean, it's a struggle we've had. You've always said it before too. Like we, food's just a whole nother level. Like of being able to offer food as well. But we do like snacks, Cliff bars, bars, candy, chips, and stuff like that. And then we have a fridge with Red Bulls, like uh, Body Armors, waters, beer? soda pop. Yes, uh, we were randomly like this past weekend and week before we had beer out from like Gate City because they're a sponsor and we just like, get out for donations. But like, oh, I guess that's a whole other element. We don't you have our liquor license or anything like, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they have food trucks on weekends. Yeah. So like, oh, we'll have food okay. trucks come out. Celepe, um, Celepe's food truck, which is like Sepe and his, uh, and Sepe, Celepe and Celeste, they do like a food truck. They do it pretty good. They'll come out regularly, uh, like on bigger events. But Jared's place, you guys got it going on. It's pretty cool. That's uh, the place to be. Fun. It's the place to be. And the podcast, man, I wanted to tell you is awesome. Um, I can tell, which I can tell with my own podcast, but with y'all, like it started with just like you guys immediately talking about all these trails and we did this turn and that turn and it was kind of like right to the point. Now you guys are kind of getting in your flow of like having fun and joking yeah. around and it's really entertaining to listen. So well, I appreciate it's cool it. to hear the the progression of the podcast. I hear a lot of people are listening to it too. We, so. We've had good traction. I mean, we broke 500 followers on Instagram, which was pretty fast and big. Wow. Uh, we're at like almost 1500 listens across ours, but I mean, yeah, we have a dedicated audience um but it's it's interesting it's it's something we talked about doing like a year ago like a year and a half ago when we were trail building but it was just like working it into the schedule and not having internet we we're just like and then like the beginning of this year i like looked at will and drew i was like we're doing it and they're like what i was like we're just going to do it and they're like okay they both didn't have didn't say anything we're like let's do it then so we just started it so it's it been takes. good it's been fun it's cool to sit down and and, and see like people appreciate what we're putting out there, I guess. Like, I don't yeah. know. It's interesting, but it's also good because for engagement for us, it's like the people that do listen are a pretty engaged market and we're just keeping them re-engaged as well. Keeping them, I don't know. It's almost say it's like you're sitting in the shuttle truck. So people that come out like every few months, but you want to feel like you're there riding in the shuttle truck every week and you kind of get the lowdown and the scoop of what's going on. Cause we'll have people ride in the shuttle truck and they're always like, well, what's next and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And like it's almost like that in terms of just talking to people about, current happenings and everything and that's cool that's cool um just to wrap up uh just some news i noticed uh the sedona mountain bike fest was this past weekend uh they called it snowdona yeah they couldn't ride yeah they had so much snow there that, yeah. it, 
looked pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. I had said to someone else, man, I was like, I really wanted to go to that. And then they sent me pictures. I was like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, it was uh, essentially the trails were closed. I think they had Hero Dirt on the last day, but everything was closed for most of the part. But there was it looked a lot of fun. And uh, Reeb came out with this crazy bike called the Steelzy. Um, you should check it out. It's a wild steel full suspension bike that had me drooling. But there's so many cool bikes. Also, Zeroed's the other bike that I've been looking at. It's a bike out of New Zealand that is uh, full suspension, uh, more uh, enduro bike with a um, gearbox. So no no uh, derailleur, which is pretty cool. I don't know. I think these gearbox bikes are going to get more popular. I, I like the principle of gearboxes. It's just a massive industry change to be able to support it. It is. It is. I just, I just, I start seeing them more and more um, on the, some of these companies coming out with them, and it's, it's just they're they're wild looking, way different. Belt drive, all this stuff. There's no cassette. It's just, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, a lot of cool, uh, cool stuff. Sedona was the big uh, news, I guess, um, there. So. Anyway, that's pretty much all I had or we had. Um, thanks for coming, man. Thanks yeah. for thanks for doing this. Thanks for going on a ride. Thanks for getting on our podcast. And you know, maybe if we get Josiah to come up there, we'll do a, a podcast with you guys. Deal, deal. I gotta yeah, do it <laughs> yeah. He's got to make it happen. Any uh, parting thoughts from either of you? No, it no? was a good ride. It was a good podcast. Thanks for having me on. Check out the boys at Jared's Place. That's ours. And then, yeah, jaredsplacebikepark.com. Yeah, go check it out. Instagram, uh, their website, all that good stuff. And remember to go out and search for your ultimate Nirvana. Peace.